Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date But a year to make love she wanted you to wait Let me tell you a story in my situation I was talking to this girl from the US nation The way that I met her was on tour at a concert She had long hair and a short miniskirt I just got on stage dripping pouring with sweat I was walking through the crowd and guess who I met I whispered in the air, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bits, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Because when I asked, do you have a man, she tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Well, he's just a friend. We all have friends. We're missing our friend Carl tonight. We're down here in Oak Hill, Florida, the Taylor Park, seated around the old oak table. And uh, tonight was going to be a big one. We were going to have five around the table, but uh, we're just back to the normal four. The four stars that are shining tonight, Mm -hmm. Ben... Jameson, Mark. Hey. And I'm down here on the north end of the table. We're going to talk a little bit about that thing that people love to talk about, fly fishing. Maybe a little skiff talk, and Lord knows what else. We'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. Welcome aboard. Thanks for joining us for Episode 66, Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. Let's get into it, boys. <laughs> Where do we start? Oh, geez, I've got notes. I've got oh, notes. Boy. I might have a note. But uh, I think one of the places we could start is uh, let's start most current and talk about what a damn good time we had at, at Marine Discovery Center. Oh, yeah. At the Taylor Park Casting Championships first stop. What, uh, what were your guys' initial thoughts on that event? I thought we had a great turnout. I mean, you know, it, it yeah. wasn't 18 people to fill the whole record, but I mean, even still, of the folks that were there, it was a, a bang up time. I mean, I, I would hang out with them and, and do that whole deal a couple times over. Absolutely. And it all sounds like they would too. Yeah. 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 Everybody had nothing but positive things to say and enjoyed themselves and had a good time. Mm hmm. And so I mean, the the people have spoken too on the Instagram to change the date. Yes, I think that's going <clears> to <throat> the day. The day. Yeah, yeah. Um, we would always change the date. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, I did run a poll. Uh, one of the last things that I did uh, at the event was ask everybody, you know, how how they felt about the schedule. And everybody at the thing, you know, was like, oh, it was fine, you know. A couple of people said uh, if we had started a little bit later, it would have been better Mm because, you know, there's people that they knew that couldn't make it over because it's just too tight against, uh, you know, people that have nine-to-fiver jobs. So I put a poll on our Instagram account, and it was like 67% opted for a Sunday afternoon event versus mm-hmm. a Thursday event. 
Um, however, knowing that the Thursday event was pretty well attended, mm-hmm. um, we're going to do three more events um, to round out um, a total of four stops. This is all prior to the Dingy Derby. And uh, the next two events will be Sunday events, which actually means we'll probably start them a little earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will have one final event, and it will return to Thursday. So it's basically going to be Thursday, Sunday, Sunday, bookended with a Thursday. Um, And the reason for the Thursday is it was attended. Um, Don't want to take up you know, more than a couple of weekends with it. Right. But uh, I don't have my calendar open, but I know that uh, we're updating the website soon. If it's not already been updated, it'll have the next date. So there will be another one here towards the end of July. I want to say it's the 25th. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. But, uh, and then the next one will be in August. Yep. And one more, I think a week or two into September. And then what that does is it sets us up to have a good three weeks, I believe, before the dinghy, before the dinghy and the dinghy derby. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to get, we will be really busy uh, putting together that event uh, in those final three weeks. So. To everybody that came out to the event, thank you so very much for coming out and doing that. Um, We just like to hang out with good folks, and that's certainly what showed up. And we hope that while you were there, you may have made new friends, new acquaintances, Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe it leads to a new fishing partner or whatever. Um, well, and there were there were a couple families out there as well with their children. Absolutely, the park and so, the Discovery Center. For for many of you that attended the event, you may have noticed um, another golf cart that showed up at the event, kind of late, probably half to three quarters of the way through. Yeah, that actually drove up onto the uh, stage there at the amphitheater. Gangster. That that is. Uh, Captain Gus and or I'm sorry Guy Captain Guy um, he is the facilities director at Marine Discovery Center uh, he takes care of the grounds makes sure everything's in top notch order and then he also um, captains the tour boat for MDC along with a few oh, other sweet. people but like he, yeah. he does the tour like the dolphin tours mm-hmm. and stuff like that right. but uh, he showed up just because he was really curious, because yeah. I had tried to describe to him what was what was going <laughs> down, right? So it was pretty awesome. We actually got an email on Monday or Tuesday from MDC, from the executive um, that runs the place, saying, "Wow, we heard that your all's event was." A, very well attended. B, looked like a freaking blast. Mm-hmm. Looked very family friendly. There were kids there. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're super excited. We know you guys are doing a few more of the same event. We're planning to come out to see it. So that that really yeah. says a lot about yeah. everybody that was there mm-hmm. um, in a very positive light. So I was pretty stoked to know that yep. as a group, we all presented pretty well and, and it came off very well. Yeah. And I mean, uh, going go around, I think 
it, it really spoke to what you wanted that event to be to is another opportunity to get out and practice your casting. Absolutely. Because and I, I think mean, a lot of people found out yeah. that, you know, I think Brian Floyd said it best. Um, he could put the fly on the dinner table yep. pretty consistently, but to put it on the plate yep. was a little bit more difficult yeah. than he kind of expected it would be. Yeah. And, and I, and I think, you know, it, also, there was some opportunities for guys to learn something new, like you were saying. You know, I, I had talked to a guy about a different style of casting, kind of dropping the arm and maybe even the underflick type deal. Uh-huh. Um, and I know that was probably another thing that some folks picked up, too. Absolutely. I actually saw quite a few people that were standing back watching people that were doing well on yeah. a particular yeah, hole, yeah. kind of dissecting what are they doing different than I'm doing different. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, you know, with your athletic background seeing a different technique seeing a different way of doing something and just the mechanics of it mm-hmm. oftentimes if you can see it you know somebody could talk to you about mm-hmm. it and it's hard to visualize but if you can actually stand there and see it yeah you can then replicate it and start dialing in and making it your own which very yeah. important part of that i mean even yourself if you can take the opportunity and set your phone up on a tree and make some a couple casts and record yourself you'll probably learn a lot more about what you do and why you do, you know, if you're constantly breaking your wrist on your back cast, you'll right. be able to see that. Or, you know, you'll be able to understand a little bit more about why you do what you do and, and break it down some more. I do teach casting lessons. Um, and one of the things that I'll do with students is videotape when I ask them to do particular things, mm-hmm. I will stand back and not only tape it with my phone, I tape it in slow motion. Yeah. And then on the playback, before I play it back, I will say, when I said X, Y, Z, this point in the video is why I said it. Is this what you felt, or is this what you thought? Is this where you thought you were starting, starting and stopping your cast? Is right. this what you know? And they, when they see it, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh man, I thought I was." Nope, you were uh, way back here. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know that everybody knows. It's been said a million times. Wherever the tip of the rod goes, that's where the fly line's going to follow, right? Yeah. Yep, and. Even though you're telling them that, and you know they've got a big arc or they're throwing a tailing loop or whatever, they you, you until you see it, and especially when you see yourself doing it, yeah, then you can go, wow, okay, what I'm feeling is not what's really happening, mm-hmm. and then you, you see the adjustment, and it's magical when you know that they feel it because they're doing it right, and you're like, you got that feeling, yep. yeah, 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 and then you show them, and they look at it, and they go. Boom, there it is. And it's like, burn that into your muscle memory. That's what you want right there. I've I've had that interaction. I've looked at a video of myself and I was like, oh. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, looking forward to the next installment of the casting championships. Um, Before we move on, I do want to... um, Mm -hmm bring up just very briefly um there is a group of folks out in colorado 
that uh, are about to have oh, uh, yeah. a similar event. It, it, being billed as the first ever well of this type of event. To be fair, mm-hmm. it's not titled the same. So I mean, that's that's different. Well, that is different. But what's not different about that event is um, everything else. Who one of their sponsors is? Uh, Minturn mm-hmm. Anglers. Um, Minturn Anglers. Uh, for mm-hmm. many of you that might be listening in Colorado will instantly shake your head in agreement. They are very well known for copying people's ideas mm-hmm. uh, and treating them as their own, as they have apparently helped do with uh, this event, which we wish you only the best because yeah. if it helps build community out there, just like it's doing here, tip of the cap to you. But to prove the point of how bad they can sometimes and often be, Ben Siddig's synonymous with, I'm a huge fly fisherman. Right. They actually sell merchandise at Midturn Angler with that on it as if it's their own. And it's a great disservice to one of Mm -hmm. the nicer, more fun, funny guys in the business and I'm going to go on record and say, men turn angler, you should be ashamed of yourself. That's it. I just had to, I, I, I can't stand copycats. Well, isn't that the most sincere term of yes, flattery? Yes, most sincere yeah. form of flattery. Yes, but when it, when it comes to infringing on Correct. someone's yes. commercial right. endeavor, yeah. it's also known as one of the shittier things mm-hmm. to do. So, you know, we don't have any money at stake in this. And that's why I say, hey, you know what? If you want to replicate what we're doing, you can call it the first in the universe, the first Mm -hmm. in the world, whatever. We're not doing this to take credit for anything. No. What we're doing it for is to get people together. And we hope that's what you're doing it for. And I think you have a charity that's associated with it, which is fantastic. I hope that they benefit from it. But uh, all the other shenanigans, knock it the fuck off. So that's all I got to say about that. But uh, one other idea that uh, we'd like to hear feedback, and this is more from our local listeners, um, unless you're willing to make a drive down here on short notice, um, an idea that Shannon has, and I think it's a good one, is uh, if the weather looks nice, maybe a couple of times throughout the summer, it may be like a one-day notice. It might be a couple of day notice. Um, just a little social get-together at MDC. Mm-hmm. And we're going to call it Happy Hour on the Hill. Oh. Um, the big hill to the northeast corner of the property is where they excavated out the dirt to do the restoration of the marsh um let's say it's what probably 35 50 feet higher than the surrounding elevation there's a great pathway that goes up and over it there's a big open grassy lawn Mm -hmm. area at the top of it and we go up there quite often to watch the sunset over the marsh it's Mm -hmm. beautiful and we thought it might be cool if uh occasionally taylor trash says hey we're going to do a happy hour on the hill and uh, everybody, you know, throw a couple beers in your pockets and uh, come yeah. up there and just hang out, shoot the shit for a little bit. 
I guarantee you it'll probably end promptly at sunset because the no seams back there will ensure it. So (laughs) if that's something that you guys uh, are interested in joining us to do, send us a DM on Instagram and say, yeah, man, I'd be down for it. And uh, if we have enough interest, then we'll announce it a few times and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So, again, just more getting together, like-minded folks, that kind of thing. So. Um, let's see if you, uh, have been living under a rock, um, the Taylor park casting championships, uh, there is a review of the first one on YouTube. Um, feel free to go over and check that out. gives you a little bit better idea about how that event went, uh, what it looked like. And in addition to the next three events, um, those specific, the casting events, We're going to add, and this is, hopefully we have more than 18 people. Right. And if you happen not to be one of the 18 that are playing, but you still want to have some kind of gambling fun, um, we are going to, for the next three, for the last three in the series, we're going to do a 50-50 raffle. Um, So Those always go well. Yeah. So we're going to do the 50-50 raffle and... The 50 that goes to the winner is going to the winner, and the other 50% we're just going to put in reserve and start kind of pre-formulating our donation for the Derby. So it's just going to end up being dinghy derby donation money to MDC. Right. So, like yeah. And that's kind of like as a thank you for them allowing us to host um, yeah. our little event our little at event. their uh, facility. And uh, we love them and the work that they're doing, so we may as well try to raise a little bit of money as we go. Yeah. So. And even if you're not in that 18 that gets to participate, you know, we leave the holes out there. Yeah. For a little while. Absolutely. Like, even I I didn't get a cast in the the tournament last time, but uh, I still got to walk around and cast a couple of holes. Right. Right. You know, it was good. It was fun. It was... More difficult than I was expecting. And I, I think some of our com- competitors found that oh, out. Oh, found that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed. I didn't go out and cast at any of them. I didn't either. I mean, I set the course up, <laughs> and I knew better than to walk around and do it. I was like, uh-uh, you're not going to see me fucking nope. flailing. I have no shame. I'm, I'm not any better than anybody else. So. Yeah. Well, I, I knew I was. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be that way for me. So I was yeah. like, nah, I think I'm going to pass. I'm just going <laughs> to sit up here and talk shit. Um, uh, while we're doing kind of housekeeping things and boring the shit out of everybody that's like, I thought this was going to be a podcast. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I'll wait for this stuff towards the end. That way people can tune out if they want to. I was tuned out by it. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm tired, Grandpa. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go back in time and have Mark bring us up to speed on his world I travels. You've been keeping <laughs> notes, buddy. Now you I are know backlogged to the moon. I know this is a big ask because Mark's memory always makes for good stories, but uh, I think the last time Mark was with us um, was a couple of episodes ago at least and uh, the reason that he was absent was uh, 
was it Snake River trip? No, Smith River. Smith River. I knew it was started with the, an S. The Smith River. Uh, so, of course, Smith River's in, in Montana. Uh, yeah. It's not trout fishing. No? <laughs> no. What is it? Uh, trout catching? No, it's, it's kind of like the uh, Taylor Park casting championship. Oh. Very fast-paced fishing. It was a four-day, right? Four-day, five-night? Is that how it works? Five-day, four-night? Yeah, typically. Sure. More, <laughs> more, more days than nights, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, in total, it's a 56, 59-mile float through the canyon. Now, how do you get to the... To the Oh, we're going to do our nomenclature. The put-in. Is it like you're driven up there? and like Yes. Okay. So, so, it's, it's, so the first night uh, when we arrived, we went to the hotel, and it was kind of like pack everything in your dry bags, get ready for this, you know, luggage will be at the takeout. Okay. So you meet at the put-in, which is really weird because there's a seasonal ranger there so it's a permitted float you have to have a permit okay Mm -hmm. but sometimes people back out for weather family natural disasters whatever so you could show up morning of hey did this person show up no here's their permit oh doesn't happen a lot Right. But it, it does. So you could show up every day, maybe get one. And hope. Yep. So you start at the put-in, which is Camp Baker. I guess our first day was shorter than usual. I think we floated a total of six, maybe seven miles. Fishing wasn't great because we didn't get to the canyon walls were the big browns hang out and it's more of a day two opportunity can't give you the best fish on day one that's not how that works true uh but in true mark fashion it uh you know that damn thing they call the mend (laughs) mend it mend it why can't i just cast it to where you think the fish is and wait mend it right so there was a lot of men and a lot of. So day one was good to like get you dialed refresher. in on on a little right. So the trouty tactics get back in the trout zone. Yeah, and there were, which I was relating to Ben a lot, is there's a lot of sidearm casting mm-hmm. to get up into these little pools under the rock, undercuts or something. Okay. Yeah, undercuts. Yeah. So I was practicing that, and they had me doing cross-body casting. And what were you? Were you throwing nymph rigs? Were you throwing dry droppers, streamers? Dry dropper. Uh, that's because the water, I guess, was a little on the higher side. Okay. Um, so, yeah, day one was just kind of, you know, getting the feel of what's going to be happening, the direction of the guide. Got to camp. 
think the first night we had fried halibut in camp. Pretty fancy. Um, was this one of those where when you get off and, and you're at campsite number one? It's all set up. Everything's set up. Yeah. Oh, there was, there was, dinner's there was, on the plate. Yes. We, call this, there, we call this a white glove oh, trip. Yeah. There was a camp chef. Oh, it was definitely white glove uh, fishing trip. Was the of masseuse a there, or I didn't get around to her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody liked to share. That's fine. So you know, stuck to the old sock. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, why are waiter socks so thick? Softer. <laughs> Got to keep the toes insulated. <laughs> um, but Mariano Wool, the the camp chef, head camp caretaker guide. I don't know what groundskeeper. So yeah, when, is in our fishing bubble. So we were talking. You know, he's like, "Oh, where are you from?" And he's like, "Oh, do you know this guy?" Yeah, I know this guy through this guy. Oh, well, I helped him set up shop here. And it's like, holy, okay, well, I'm gonna fact check you. But in uh, in all my experience on a float trip, the uh, that guy was called the the gearboat guy. And so we had two gearboats. It it typically was the off duty guy. They had just gotten off a big long trip, and yeah. that was like their look forward to because they'd fly down mm-hmm. and then they could just hang out they get set up you know right but they then had they got to relax themselves and if yeah. they wanted to fish they could fish and oh yeah yeah that that to me would be the thing suck to on do. the fish whistle sure there was that uh so yeah getting into day two, <laughs> day does, two. does sims still sell the fish whistle yes okay. well they don't sell the whistle they sell the, the, the whistle holder. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, day two got a little little more serious as far as fishing went. So they, they went from day one reminding you to mend. On day two, they were yelling at you to mend. <laughs> oh, man. This... Man, God damn it. Mark, what did I... What? Did day, day three, they brought out the flails? I mean, God bless this guide. <laughs> God bless him. Were you fishing five weight, six weight? What were you fishing? Uh, six. Okay. Expecting a little bit on the bigger side. Oh, yeah. Um, Long or nine foot? I fished like a 9 11. No, I nine foot. I fished a 10, 10 no, 3. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's giving me instructions. I'm fucking them up. Pretty standard. <laughs> He stuck with me. We got a couple fish that second day. I think I spent more time kind of looking around in awe at the landscape. Mm-hmm. So I got back there, got to camp that night. He says to me, all right, now, you know, day three and four are going to be the most epic. That's where the prime water is, this and that. And I'm like, cool, man. All right, wake up, get going on the water. He rose Straight across from the camp, we hook up immediately. I think it was like four or five rainbows, and we're like, all right, make our way to the walls. And that's that's where it gets intense. Water's moving faster. You're trying to hit specific spots a couple times because he's rowing, so 
you getting into the current, he's having a back row to kind of keep you in that spot. Right. As long as he can. And if you're Mark, you're messing that up. And, you know, he's like, no, lower, get it back there. And then I'm like, fuck, man, Ben would be killer on this trip, just shooting it up under the mangroves and docks. And then you hook into these massive browns. Uh, I don't want to brag, but I will. Uh, I tipped the scales of the trip. Uh, It was a 19 and a quarter brown trout. Uh, we hooked a real, what's the word, Larry? Uh, buttery brown. Ooh. Yeah, right? And I guess this is that guy. It's like arch nemesis. Was it so butter? It's old grandpa. It is. Like, he knew right where to go, where that fish would be laying up, what it was going to eat. Was he all scarred up? Well, you know, that's where Mark fucked up again. So the rules of the river, I guess, you know, you have to follow the current with the rod tip and the fish. And so Mark buttons up to old granddad, fighting it. You see him coming out. Big old tail. Epic fish. Fish is going upriver. Mark turns his rod a little bit downriver. Big mistake. Yeah. Lost a fish. Guide kind of rode the boat over to the shore. And <laughs> there were a couple Cut the of fish whistle out. Said <laughs> <laughs> so Mark, I want to take a break here. Um, yeah, so that, that this is a this is a safety meeting. It was. We got to oh, yeah. apply some head wax. Oh yeah. Uh, we sat silent for a good 15, 20 minutes. Hmm. And a couple other boats, you know, were coming by, and they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? And the guide was... Noticeably upset. Oh, yeah. Mm. The guide was like... (laughs) Fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen better. (laughs) Like, I felt bad for him, not me. (laughs) So he really wanted you to catch that fish. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's probably the pain he was feeling. It was. And it took him a little while to kind of shrug it off. And he's like, all right, I got a couple more spots. But, like I said, the intensity of it, it's fast. You have to precision shots. And, you know, he's working as hard as he can to get you that shot. And so when he showed you, him. was it only when he showed him? you the video in slow motion of you going downstream with the rod tip? Is that did you feel bad even worse? So <laughs> <laughs> there were no videos. So my excuse was the fish was going towards his oar, mm-hmm. and I was trying to keep the rod tip. Out of the rocks. Oh, so he was close. You're right up on the rock. No, no, no. I was talking about the fish being close to you. In, in all my experience of catching big trout, it's been, they've been significantly away, and then I'll make a mistake, and they're way up there type deal. But oh, he yeah. Was, so this was guide transitioning from the oars. To the net. Going to the net. Oh. Ooh. Mark looking at the leader going oh shit it's going towards the oh let me pull him back this way well mm. 
You know what you did? You lost faith in the guide. Ooh. You got you to gotta trust the I was the looking guide. out for his rod it, in the rocks. That's what warranties are for, Mark. Yeah, I know. That's what he told me, too. What, what, <laughs> what, what, kind, of, what kind of rod was it, Mark? Uh, Scott Meridian. Oh, okay. Or just, Asqueef. I don't know. In, in my... It was what, a Scott. Okay. I cast a, a Scott rod for the first time fishing uh, last week with Tanner. Uh, what's their saltwater, their new saltwater one? Um, Sector? Sector. Yeah. Sector, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking sweet stick. I, I actually, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. And damn, I'm actually really interested in getting one until I saw it was $985. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Ever since the Askmith came out, everybody's kind of been creeping up to that $1,100 mark that G. Loomis set. Fuck. So, yeah, day three kind of ended on a low note. It's a guy's fault. Plain <laughs> simple. He should have been there with the net. <laughs> I wonder. Faster. I, I wonder if that's how like the trout guys feel when they come down here on like a guided tarpon trip and they just can't get it out there. Or the redfish guys. Or they're like false casting a billion times and they never like lay it out and miss the shot. So, if they say that it's the guide's fault. <laughs> I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. He kept wanting me to get the flies as close to the rock wall as mm-hmm. I could, because that's where the fish are hanging out. Hit the wall. Hit the wall, yeah. yeah. All right. Picking bugs off of the rocks and this and that, and I'm like, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Smash! Lead eyes go flying off of the little nymph, and... <laughs> it's a bead. It's not lead eyes if it's a nymph, typically. This was a zertle bug. He had lead eyes. Excuse me. <laughs> I stand corrected. But like I said, the intensity of it, how quick you have to be. If you if you ever fish with this guide again, the first thing I want you to tell him before you start the canyon portion of the float is my buddy Larry said, if I'm not getting close enough to the rocks, all you need to say is, be careful of the mangrove. <laughs> I knew that was And you will send it <laughs> right in there. It. Yeah, for, I, Watch well, those for mangroves, whatever, Mark. Whatever reason this guy gave me his cell phone. Number, Don't worry, we'll and, go get it. You know, we've been in contact <laughs> since. Right. <laughs> That's what that's what Ben told me. You know, if you're not getting caught in the mangroves, you're every not once trying. In a while, you're yeah. not trying, right? But he vacations down in Naples. Oh, okay, so there's a possibility he may be through. But uh, I would love if he came down to vacation in Naples and could come up and tell his oh yeah this story from, <laughs> from through his eyes for real. You need to let him know that he's got an open seat. I mean, I'm I'm using the uh, wrong vernacular here, but you know this fish was in his glory hole. Mm-hmm. It's never been caught <laughs> in his. Glory I know that's hole, I, I know that's what the glory like. I think they call it the honey hole. Oh, okay, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> wrong glory hole. I mean, since you put out the challenge that it's his fault, we at least need to hear his side of the story before the the group can make a deliberation. Fair enough. It won't be his fault. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, you know, this is his unicorn fish. It's mm-hmm. never been caught, but it's always there. And when he told me that, I was like, well, what do you mean it's always here? He's the big boy. Nobody's chasing him off. Right. He is the alpha. And he'll stay there. Mm-hmm. Come out, do his thing, go right back into his hole. If someone's there, they chase him off. At least you hooked him. I yeah. Mean, there's something to be said for that. Hooking an old fish is not easy. He was happy about that. Uh, he wasn't happy about his net skills. <laughs> like I said, he could have been a little faster on that. So that ended day three. Day four started the same way. Just, God, what did they, some astronomical 22,000 fish per mile or something. It's crazy. The number's way, way up there as far as fish per mile. And you have to be fast. Those little fuckers are like brim on a bread (laughs) 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 ball. You see that, you see that, that dry go down, you better rip its face off or right you know it's gone it's gone hit and run hit and run yeah because you know you're already floating by and god forbid you ask these guys to row backwards like they ask us to pull backwards into the wind right you know but uh a lot of cool shit besides fishing you know yeah Yeah, i could imagine the scenery was just unreal what are the damn things called? See any uh, bighorn sheep? No. Saw any bison? Saw sheep, but they were farm sheep. Wild horses? No. Carry no you elk, away? No bear. I didn't see any. Well, I saw a golden eagle. Big fuckers, aren't they? Real big. Huge. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, even a bald eagle's, you know, compared to our bald eagles. I, I was going to say, I think our bald eagles are pretty slim down here. It's just like our deer. Yeah. They're not really deer. Yeah. Just They don't need the extra weight because right. it doesn't get cold. Um, pictographs. Oh, you saw some Indian... Some caveman graffiti. Right. Um, and so, me always trying to be the jokester. I was like, what if it's just some asshole kid with fucking finger paint? <laughs> yeah, <came up> here. <laughs> They're like, well, no, these have been dated. So the kid fucking used old paint. <laughs> Dated by whom? Right. Yeah. You know, so you see like little fish and handprints and animals. I took one that kind of looked like a dong. Took a picture of that one. <laughs> they said it was a rabbit. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, birthing caves. What? I didn't take that hike. Uh, so along the river... There's a long hike up. It's where you can't hear the screams. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So I guess at one point, you know, the water was way up there. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, I think it's a Lake Okeechobee issue. Mm. Not so much water anymore. It's kind of dammed off. Mm. I don't think it is, though. I think it's a freestone. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, but well, from whatever, back in the day, there's a cave where I guess women would give birth in. Okay. Called the birthing cave. I didn't walk. It was too far. You know. So was it, was the river all 
you said it was a, a permanent float, but was it public land on either side of the river, or was it you know reservation land, or was it private land, or was it a, a mix? Mix. Okay. Not so much reservation because we took that from them already. We didn't want to give it back. <laughs> well, that uh, the only reason I asked was because it did, and I have the map, and it. It's mixed use. So there's a lot of public, but then there's also a lot of ranch land. Mm-hmm. So you'll be, you know, rolling past the willows and you're like, oh shit, that's a big fucking black bear. It's a cow. <laughs> it's right there at the river. Um, sheep. So you really have to watch it because there's some places where you get out and you fish the inside. That's why I was asking, because in, in my experience, we had, we were doing a float mm-hmm. and the reservation owned from the main current over. Mm-hmm. So on certain parts, you couldn't fish from what was considered the main right. current. And it's not like there's channel markers, it's a river. You know, there's right. eddies and things right. like that. Yeah. But like, you couldn't fish on that side of the river, you had to fish on the right side. Oh, thanks for reminding me about the eddies and yetties and foam lines and all this other shit you're supposed to fish where the <laughs> seams. seams oh yeah you see the seam riffle riffle I, I, I did ask him I think it was day two I was like what are you talking about like what is a seam well you see how this water comes off of this rock right here and no the bubble line I don't I don't he's like start casting he's like you see it now no man so I still don't know what Now you're just confusing me. You're telling me to like, cast. You're asking me what I'm seeing. Okay, I want you to cast. If you to say the, men, goddammit, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I want you to cast to the inner foam line. Okay, well, is that my other right? Because I fucked that up a lot, too. <laughs> Downstream is upstream on this river. So it flows north. Okay. Oh. So whenever he was like, all right. Men downstream. Okay, well, if I'm going down a river... Where the water's flowing. Right. Right. But he wanted me to go the opposite way. Yeah, see, that's weird. Yeah, I I would have fucked that one up, too. I'm not explaining it. Yeah. I had to ask him to slow his roll and kind of explain that to me, because I was like, wait, hold on. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so there was a lot. God. But we fished the in, inside, and that's where I, I caught a lot of Rocky Mountain bonefish. Ooh. Oh, whitefish? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ladyfish. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling, but I'm good. <laughs> Oh, Apparently my uh, storytelling is No, yeah, actually, the storytelling is actually really good, and I'm enjoying it. But we just looked over, and Ben was asleep I behind was the like, microphone. I, I felt my eyes close. I was like, I heard Rocky Mountain bonefish. And then a silence. And then I was like, I felt them, like, roll in my skull. And then it got quiet, and believe it or not, the silence woke me up, because I knew what was happening. Like, I'm busted, damn it. So yeah, day four was just another epic day of smashing flies into the walls and, and catching brown trout, and I won the day again with a 19-inch fish, and 
I got the biggest rain. I'm just a fucking winner. I got the biggest <laughs> rainbow of the win. trip. How and many was, people were on this trip? So you you were awarded the sprinkled <laughs> cupcake every on on two of the night, two of the days, or all of the days, all the days, all the days. I didn't catch the most, but I caught the biggest. That's why you didn't get a trip at the masseuse. They had to limber the other anglers up. Oh, yeah. fair enough. Because they kept pushing me further and further away at camp. Yeah. And they were blaming it on my this snoring. This fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> did you, so did you rotate guides or were you with the same gentleman the whole time? I stuck with, well, I should say he stuck with me. Oh. Uh, but the other four guys that were, or the other three guys that were on the trip, they rotated. Oh. I felt like. He said he could handle this asshole. This guy got me. Yeah. And he did. He was a pretty stellar dude. But, I mean, it's, I don't know what to say. It's not trout fishing. It's its weird. You know, you're not just kind of floating along. We're Real fast-paced. It is. I mean, there, there were times where, okay, well, we're not going to fish this section because it's garbage. There's right. a possibility. So, you know, you'd float a couple hundred yards, mm-hmm. regroup, get your head in. And then you fish that one, you know, 15-foot section as hard as you can. My elbow and shoulder the second day were just burning from all the casting and, you know, improper casting methods. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a fucking blast, man. Yeah, yeah, it sounds awesome. It is. And it's a... Once in, I would say the Smith is a once in a lifetime trip. Oh yeah, I mean do it like that two, five days, four nights. Oh I yeah, mean, I went because once you have no connection to the outside world. No, you're each in of these it guys, the you know, time. had that little spot emergency mm-hmm. thing. There's right. no cell phone. Um, I think the park rangers float it however often you know to check the campsites check the campsites God, they had some great views from the crapper it's just <laughs> where the, it's just a toilet seat where they with up. a pit and you know you're looking at some mountains and deer frolicking and and then the wind blows and it kind of like comes up and you're like ooh, <laughs> 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 a little wind. underdraft but you're so isolated. It's only so. You. How how are the views of the sky at night? Oh yeah, just billions so, of stars. So we would fish starting at about nine thirty ish. Get on the river, start working our way, and we wouldn't get to the next campsite until golly eight eight thirty. And they would have dinner, and then I was done. Out. Out. So there was no, like, going outside to check. And Oh, by the way, it was... Oh, God. It was snowing <laughs> one day. The next day it was raining. Then it went back to snow. So everything was wet. You were wet all the time. But according to everybody that's traveled with you, mm-hmm. you probably had all the gear that you needed. Oh, shit, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, oh, and I then did. some. People were actually pretty jealous. Because I was like, hmm. Is that why your guide stuck with you? You had an extra raincoat for him? 
I think he saw that I was well prepared. Dry socks. And wasn't going to be asking too much of him, except, you know, the general reminder to mend and hit the rocks. Untangle me. Surprisingly, I did not get that many. I warned him about that. I was like, look, this is my weak spot. Because we didn't use an indicator. Oh, yeah. That indicator, for whatever reason, is... Well, you got three points of... They call them indicators. I call them tangle inducers. You know, so I was surprised. I did not have that many. But when I did, they were fucking good. To the point where he... Just cut it off. off. Yep. Yep. Uh, And then... The fourth and final day, you only have a short section of fish, and then it opens back up into prairie, rolling hills, and he just rows for, I think it was 15 miles oh, to wow. the takeout, mm. and you're sitting there talking. And, but once I got back to civilization and was playing on the thing, I looked at the actual outfitter's website for... The cost of, you know, the trip for a single person. Right. It's not cheap. No. No. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. Especially with, you know, where they've got an entire crew going ahead of you, setting up camp and, you know, camp cook. All I'm sure you ate like kings. Lunches were shore lunches. They had the little camp stove. Mm -hmm. One day we had, you know, the the frozen pulled pork that you buy at Publix or whatever. How was the breakfast? That was always my favorite. You were waking up to the, the smell of bacon on the grill. French then, bread, French toast with, you know, fresh raspberries picked just yesterday with some, you know, huckleberry syrup made by, yeah. you know, Joe Blow's grandma. It's a five-star outfit. It definitely yeah. is. And Well, I'm pretty impressed that you came back. Yeah. You know, we, we appreciate you gracing us with your presence. <laughs> well, it, it, well, it, Only for a short time. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, but the next week, I was back in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you going next week? I'm going to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, I, I think for as many times as you have gone this summer, that you should go ahead and start using the correct terminology of where you're going. Mon fucking Tana. Mon fucking <laughs> It's, I don't know. There's something about that place. We have it here, you know, in our own backyard, and we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Something special. You don't have mountains. You don't have elk running around and bugle, but you have the mangroves, and they are just as active underneath. Mm-hmm. As you know, the forest is so everything's beautiful in its own way. But if you can, if you can save some pennies and do a Smith trip through one of these outfitters, get your boys together. I would highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Going to the Seychelles and all that other get get out of here. This I've never been fished that hard. It was I was wore out. I wonder if that's going to become a, a thing once the exotic trip location sort of craze dies out. Because that's been kind of the thing for the last couple well, of years. Is with the 
we're going to find new waters, find new places, you know, uh, Seychelles, Kamchatka, uh, some of the other places. And then, you know, at the end of the day. Well, I think, I think those places also are so cost prohibitive for 98% of the fly fishing public that once those 2% go through and grow bored on their second and third trips, Mm -hmm. that, yeah, you know, more... I don't even want to call this blue collar, but it's closer to blue collar type trip than what, uh, you know, these super remote 17 hour, you know, airline trip before you. Plus the 30 hour boat yeah. ride. Yeah, all that. Yeah. 80 like, hour drive. I mean, who can take three weeks <clears throat> off to do a one week trip? Right. You know, yeah. so. The, the other thing, too, was. After that trip, I went back to, Mon- like I said, back to Montana a week and a half later and was talking to them. And the Smith season was over already mm-hmm. because the water levels just fell too far. Oh, wow. The drift boats couldn't, couldn't make it through. Couldn't make it through. And I asked them how everybody's been posting, you know, the, the climate change with, you know, showing the heat and droughts. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, effect- it's affecting them there. They don't they didn't have the, the snowpack. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I think their season lasted a little over four weeks, and then the state said, "Cut it off." Cut it off. Hmm. Now they're. I don't know what do you guys do. Um, the ones that I follow up north, uh, they either do wade trips or the one that you know my family has gone with up in Oregon. Uh, they have a access to lake trout so they do some lake trout trips steelhead no (laughs) no but i mean there's i don't know yeah i don't know so i mean what a what do florida guides do in the middle of the summer if there's not a not a tarpon run (laughs) (laughs) carpet bagging no 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 the tarpon are on fire right now bro Okay, sorry. Well, what do they do in the middle of December when they tarpon on fire? Go to Louisiana. Yeah. The answer is always Louisiana or the Keys, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's actually quite a few uh, guys from out west that come down and carpet I'm bag sure. the uh, mm-hmm. tarpon season down here. I'm so, sure. Which yeah. that, that blows my mind that trout bums are like, I'm going to go kite in the Keys this summer. Well... Probably because they realize how much money can be made. No, totally agree. Yeah. My uh, my guide was a ball player. Oh. Kind of like yourself there, Jameson. Foosball or baseball? Uh, foosball. Or? Frisbee golf. Uh, Soccer ball? For Rutgers. Oh. Okay. I don't know where that is. New Jersey. Did Maybe. you ask him? Did he no, get it the... Is. Uh, the well, he was, kind, he was kind of younger, so I was like, oh, so, you know, how long have you been in the game? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I graduated college... Sports medicine, didn't like it. Yep. So I was like, oh, let me come out west. Started little man on a totem pole. And hey, shop rat. Now he said he right. He said he wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. Would not trade it for the world. You know, taking guys like myself out, you guys. He's like, the assholes are the ones that say, I know what I'm doing. Yep. On day one. And then he's like, try getting them instruction. They don't listen. I just row a little bit faster to camp. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. 
or I I only want to do this, this, and this. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I only want to fish dries, or I only want a Euro nymph, or. Yeah. You don't listen to the guy that you're paying for his expertise. Yeah. Right. It's I like, wish I had a fly box like this guy has. I tried telling him, you know, my fly what? box maybe, even though I tie, has like eight flies in it. Here's here's the real question: What kind of fly box did he have? Cliff Bugger Beast, or so uh, he had those for the meat. Did okay. he have the MFC boat box? That was, he had one of those for the meat, but he had you know the the Plano boxes with the small little individual. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Those were just filled to the brinks uh-huh. with hoppers nymphs and nymphs nymphs. Yeah. and I'm like, holy shit. Just tons of selection. Yeah, and I said I, I did ask. I said, Do you buy most of these, you know, through through your outfitter for he's like, Yeah, I do, but most of the time wintertime if I'm not hunting Tie them up. Tie them up. Yeah. Yep. Just tie, tie, tie. I'm like, fuck. That was one thing. That, that was one thing that shocked me was when we went it, it wasn't like they had the Bugger Beast or the mm-hmm. big boxes, they just had a bunch, but they would have you know the, oh, the, the pucks. circular pucks, mm-hmm. but they would be all full of oh, yeah, the champion. one fly that you keep yeah. losing. Yeah, he's like, Oh, I got one here in the bottom, you know. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! So, yeah, get out there and do it. Any, any idea what size tippet you were throwing? So, we were using three, three, see, that's doable, fluoro mm-hmm. to sink. Yep. Um, that's seven. Because I, I asked him that. I, was, I forget what day it was. Shit, five like, X really and I can't see it. Like, it takes me 30 minutes to oh, tie yeah. a fucking knot with that shit. Like, are you really using fluoro? That seems kind of expensive for all the, you know, bashing and changing up against, changing bugs for this. And he's like, oh no, you need to get it down fast yep. and in that fish's face. Yeah, because mono is going to float too much. Yep. So, yep, three mm. X. Well, shit, man, that's a fucking awesome trip. It yeah. was. It was. Kind of jealous, to be honest with you. I'm still kind of jealous with myself. It hasn't, like, sunk in. The more people I talk to or tell about it, they're like, oh, you fished the Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fucking rad. Yeah? Wow. <laughs> so, it was. It was. It was special. All right. Well, let's uh, take a little break. We're gonna have uh, Ben do some jumping jacks because it's been about little, like it's been about forty five minute minutes since nap. we've heard him. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> when uh, we get back, we'll talk about a few more things.
And just like that, we are back in uh, something that we just did. Um, kind of a little first for the for the cast is uh, I saw a video on YouTube. Yep, I know it's kind of crazy to think, but Larry was watching YouTube. Um, DIY Water World is uh, the channel and. Uh, I, I can't even remember how I came across it, um, but uh, I just showed these guys the video. It's <laughs> one of the craziest, coolest um, skiff builds that I have seen. Yep. And, uh, you know, I would call it almost a rat rod skiff build. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, this guy found or was told about or was given a Carolina J12 hull mm-hmm. and he cut down the what last half last third probably last half yeah um to where it was basically just barely above waterline flat yeah um ended up adding a couple of sponsons to it it's got that you know Carolina skiff nose on it, mm-hmm. little center console with a grab bar, jack plate, fixed jack plate, um, kind of on the tra- on this uh, little raised transom pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking incredibly cool little tiller skiff. Yeah. So the, uh, the eighth of the video I saw was <laughs> from his nap. Yeah, yeah, I was fading, but. It was cool to like wake up and see a little bit going on and kind of drift back in and see what was happening. Yeah. So initial thoughts, Jameson, what did you think of the creation? I loved it. I mean, I think it, you know, he mentioned it in the beginning too, that this was the original uh, jet ski, sort of speak. He saw an old picture. Yeah, that was the inspiration. On on a boat very similar. And I, I think he nailed it. I mean, it seems like a super fun, super unsinkable, kind of like those... Uh, those little catamarans that they have that you put like a little 25 on the back. Oh, the Craig Cat. Craig Cat. Yeah. 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 It Um, seems like one of those that'll just be super fun to putt around and and jump off and beat to all. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll be honest with you. I've been looking for J-12s ever since. Well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I see it as a really cool father son daughter oh yeah she's into that type of thing yeah uh-huh. or or even a couple buddies yeah hey i got this thing let's hack it apart right and make something out of it and you know he he even mentioned in the video you don't have to be a glass expert no. to do it he didn't make that many modifications no. he he redid the transom because it was old and wooden and rotten mm-hmm. and then he added some what appeared to be sponsons or for some of the duck boat guys will be your float pods on the back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what really appealed to me is for it to be a tiller um, and to be so small and probably overpowered because <laughs> um, he, he had, it looks like a 25 Merc on mm-hmm. it. It did, yeah. Um, it's going to be really fast, really one of those kind of boats that, you're probably likely to go swimming a few times. Um, but it was also well thought out from the standpoint, 
if you were going through like a heavy wake or, or some chop, it wouldn't matter because it's like completely self bailing because yeah. there there is no transom other than yeah. that little transom pillar. Yeah, I mean, you know, as long as the engine didn't go underwater, right. you're not stopping that thing. It did look like you had a couple drain holes drilled into it. Yeah, drilled into back yeah, too as well. yeah. And I mean, that would be to manage, you know, an right. inch or two of water. Anything yeah. greater than an inch or two is just going straight out the back anyway, because mm-hmm. right. there's nothing there to stop it. So, uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was phenomenal. I, mean, I thought it was awesome. It's it's the same concept as like the boat rover and the simple skiff type things. It's like, yeah. But I mean, you could if you can find one, you could do it on a much better budget. Absolutely, and probably get equal performance out of mm-hmm. it. It's cool. Yeah, it was yeah. very cool. I'd uh, definitely go that route before a solo skiff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in it, what, a yeah. little over four? Yeah, four I mean, but, but that's a little deceptive yeah. um, because he <laughs> because he got the haul for free. Right. You know, so, you know, but... Uh, he didn't. Well, he didn't. but ask someone who spends a lot of time looking at boats on Facebook Marketplace. You can find... I haven't necessarily seen J12s, but you can find a lot of goofy little sub Knock-offs. 15, 12 foot boats for like one to 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah. So it's doable. It, it would definitely, if you had a thousand bucks to, oh, yeah. f- to fuck around with, mm-hmm. you could probably mm-hmm. do something very similar. And I'll be honest with you, after seeing it, you know, it piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, if I find the time this winter, um, I might try something i hope i almost hope that it's like the catalyst of like the rat rod skiff like period that we're getting ready to enter into you know because like we've been seeing tons of people like you know retroing you know old johnson skiffs you know like yep but this is the exact opposite it's like what kind of crazy you know cool little the console he said was an old pontoon console yeah that he flipped upside down and turned around backwards and (laughs) threw a grab bar on top of it right you know it's just uh again it's diy water world uh if you look up that channel you'll see the video we're talking about um it it, it's it was masterfully done Mm -hmm. the video was great too yeah um and i think the dude's down in like stewart I think, I think no, that's, that's where that was built. Yeah. I can see it. So, and, and wherever he got that cushion, he said the name of the business. Oh, yeah. I, I, Marine Outlet? Yeah, I was, yeah something, something like that. I was like, man, road trip. We need uh-huh. to go down there because it yeah. sounds like a cool place to go, like, kind of dig through a bunch yep. of surplus stuff. Yeah. Never know what you might find. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, that was uh, my gears turning. something that I wanted to share with you guys because I thought it was pretty cool. Um in the meantime, um, I got a couple of DMs over the last couple of days. Um, based on our last podcast, we were talking about the container ships mm-hmm. and me recording the container ships all coming in and out of the port. Wow. We actually have uh, several listeners um, that reached out and said it. I work in that line of business, and it was really cool oh, to wow. hear you guys talking about container ships. Uh, one guy that reached out works for um, Mediterranean Shipping Corporation, I think, MSC. 
And uh, I know I saw tons of MSC vessels coming in and out of the port up in Jacksonville, which was kind of cool. I want to run security on the Horn of Africa on one of those ships. (laughs) You want to do that? That would be be a time. Um, Shoot guns and spray water hoses. I know on Instagram we've got uh, at least one tugboat captain that that follows the the podcast. Very cool. He does some pretty cool, uh, like, ocean running tugboats mm-hmm. like it does some pretty big tows yeah but like i think between south florida and like over to uh new orleans oh wow so cool. yeah That's pretty trip. pretty pretty cool trips but uh in that vein um we have a mail barge that, <laughs> that has been here for a bit and uh, we were remiss our last podcast. It was here, but we forgot to get to it. But uh, now that Ben's awake, we are going to have Ben get in on breaking open and going through. It's a hefty one. Our There's latest. a little bit of weight to it. Who's it from? I do like the packaging. It just too. says from Bend, Oregon. It doesn't say. It's kind of rubbed a off. Name. I'm yeah. sure we're going to get there though. Oh, maybe it's a secret. Uh, so far, um, we're going to have to uh, give some extra credit points for the use of an MRE box. Yeah. Mark says <laughs> that that's a good MRE. Well, here, um, let me see. Yeah, the menu selection on that one is the. I can uh, tell you, somebody's one. got an Amazon problem. <laughs> We got... All right, we're just making sure we're not missing anything in some of the packing material. <laughs> Allison Lucy? Oh. Hello, Allison. Okay. Loose. Loose. While we dig through more of that, let's start with the stickers. Oh, yeah. All right, what do we got here? Oh, there looks like a note in there, oh, too. There's Ben, you're going to have to read the note, yeah, man. I we're can't... getting there. We're getting there. Just trying to make sure the camera got to see the goodies. Uh, I hope it's not handwritten. Carl's going to be mm-hmm. so upset that he's not here. Stickers, a pack that says bugs. I'm guessing there's flies in there. Letter to the most literate plus pre (laughs) stamped and addressed envelope. Jim Simmons. Simons. Damn it. I'm not good with that part. Let's go look at this from Bend, Oregon. I can tell you that. This is actually pretty cool. It's on graph paper. Siemens. From Macmillan Jacobs. Associates with project number, and it says project beer drinking and bug slinging. Subject yeah. Yeah. letter to Taylor Trash. It's dated May 25th. <laughs> We're very timely around here. Okay. We're on island time. We're on island time. Howdy, y'all. Just a single trout bum in the West who dreams of the salt and one day returning to get with the redfish. Thanks to all of you for the fantastic podcast that I've been driving and working at the desk long hours. Well, I haven't quite caught up. I am at number 49. I'm sure that's way past there. Um, hope the... Tenkara stickers are still available. I have provided stickers for your review, and I hope they meet or exceed the the specs. Um, Placed by Larry plus others. Find the following contained in the package. Six Pratt 
pack Incredible Pulp, six pack Chocolate Stout, four pack Monkless Tall Boys, Ooh. six loose Rainier. Oh, <laughs> some Rainier beer. Yep. Assorted stickers, assorted dickers, assorted flies, three pack six X trout leaders to, dis- <laughs> <laughs> to discard. <laughs> to, to discard. All beers. Save Rainier are brewed within spitting distance of my house. Uh, Bend was once the brewery capital of the world, yep. sporting thirty plus breweries. Oh wow! Oh, Rainier sure. is my preferred not fishing beer it as it drinks well, hot or cold. Ask the at careless Ethiopian. Thanks for using the at careless one. And you want that's right. Style points with that. And, yes, and Walt Longmire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Stickers range from the fly shop that I am a resident shop rat at to a local artist who I fish with. Dickers are available via Etsy. I we're gonna have to figure out that is. The six liters complaint or compliment the the six X liters. Yeah, the or six compliments. X liters complement the SZ twenty zebra midges that are size twenty. Yep. <laughs> Uh, that are nearly impossible to see. Feel free to discard both as needed. <laughs> the jiggled pheasant tails do guide well, oh. or do quite well. Sorry. Um, I enjoy the I enjoy the beer. Keep it classy and watch your top knot. Cheap beer connoisseur Jim Sim, Jim, Jim Simmons. P.S. Catch some something nice on the, what the phonics push. <laughs> 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 phonics. Look it on is for me. Um, I don't um, know. Push says, streamer and nice on the perch streamer and send a pick. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this don't 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 for the win. It this is small this, font. This letter reading was brought to you by homeschooling. <laughs> okay, so let me explain. <laughs> We're good at other life skills. No, I'm dyslexic. I get super paranoid about having to read in front of people. So thanks for, thanks for having to like if poke you hold me in it. the <laughs> fucking insecurity belt. You guys just have to learn right. how to write like Ben's mom. Yeah. Translator, Let's I can't read her chicken shit show, show, show us some beers. Oh, there's the Rainier. Rainier. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been waiting to try one of those. Me, too. Me, too. I'm very yeah. excited like I, about this. This is, like, very nostalgic to me. Hang on. I mean, you look at the, the champagne of beer and the Rainier. I mean, it's... Look at that. Right there. Can. I mean, it has to be. Monkless oh, Belgium ales. Oh. Nice. I think that'll be a good one. Missed one. All there right. There don't move Miss Bustella away from me too far. <laughs> Three Creeks. Oh. Chocolate Porter. Mm-hmm. Brewed in Sisters, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, oh look look at that. okay. Shout a little familiarity there. Oh, yeah. Okay. That one just sounds like a meal. This one says <laughs> the incredible pulp. Oh, that can is just sweet. It's got oh, what is that? Blood a- orange pale ale. Oh, I'm, yeah. This one, that one could be quite good. And the can is pretty dope. I think that's all the packaging. All right, let's see the bugs. Now, don't forget, there's some size 20s in there, so do not drop them. Some 
never get him out of the carpet. Larry will find him at his heels when he's walking by the table. Some SZs. Oh, those are leaders. Oh. Oh. There they are. In a vial. Glass vial, nonetheless. Okay. It's pretty good. Some mop flies. Ah. Not articulated because we're not gay. Um, the six X that was spoken of. Oh, it's a three pack. I was wondering why it was twelve bucks. Yeah, and then we have. That's some meat. It's a little yeah, it is. But this will fish. I was gonna oh, say yeah. that that'll one. Yeah. yeah. Just got two of these. And a look at that bad boy. Greenie. Look at that oh, stinger. Oh, it's got a second one. Is that the perch one? And it flips both ways. That's really dangerous for rigging. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. And stickers. Let's get through some stickers. Look at these bad boys. Good Lord. Double hooked. Good Lord. Assume that means no bananas. Yep. Or on bananas when I first looked at it. More no bananas. North well, 40 Fly North 40 shop. Fly Shop. How That's much? where he's a... Oh, now I understand the Dickies. Oh. Mm, don't look at this, Mom. Mmm, <laughs> glitter dicks. Oh, I love it. I love, I love a few it. of those. Oh, uh, yeah. Here you go, Emma. <laughs> that's a trout. That's a trout. There's a whale. Okay. Um, that's not in the dickies? That's a dicky. It's dickie. a dicky whale. No, I get, oh, I yes. Lamps and waterworks. And the patient angler. Nice. Bend Oregon. Thank God so, I can read that. So that dragon lock that, That's a, uh, a, a dicky shrimp. Shrimp dicky. <laughs> Shrivel dick. Cold out. I like I that like one that goes one along. The most. That one goes along with Paul slash Carl's. Yes, dictopus. the dictopus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. It's really something. Well, that one hundred percent is one of the best all time um, <laughs> packages that we have received on the mail barge. And uh, look for uh, for along a little thank you um, return. <laughs> Jim, thank Jim, you. thanks a bunch, buddy. Uh, sorry it took so long for us to get to it, but uh, that's just the way shit happens here in the Taylor Park. Mm-hmm. So uh, I we, think it's pronounced Siemens. Yeah. Then look, I panicked. Okay. <laughs> Jim, reach out to Ben and tell him how to pronounce your name, please. <laughs> Hooked on phonic style. Perfect. Yeah, like this has been uh, like a number one to try. I've, I've wanted to try it ever since I started watching Longmire a few years ago. Mountain cool. Fresh. It's like Coors, but way better. Is that what, is that the conventional wisdom on Rainier? No, oh, I don't wait. know. But okay. Golden, Colorado. What? Golden. Yeah. Rainier that? Brewing Colorado. Company Golden, Colorado. Wow, where, where is Golden? Is that just outside of Denver? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's not very far outside of Denver. It's like basically one of the like suburbs. suburbs. I, I know I've been through it. I just couldn't remember if it was when I was 
down further south or if it was yeah i won't let that change my opinion opinion well uh i i for one uh am pretty excited that's yeah. um 100 despite the surprise that it's brewed in colorado um it's one of the iconic american beers yes and uh you know it's I would say it fits the old Coors mold from mm-hmm. the standpoint, like back in the eighties when I was a kid, like uh, Coors was the very first beer ever touched my lips. And uh, it was at a time when you could not get Coors east of Mississippi. the Mississippi yep. and my neighbor Howard, oh, somehow nice. somebody had given him a 12 pack and uh, there was a few left over and he's like, Hey, take one of those. You're going to like that. And uh, I'd never even drank a beer before, and I had it, and I loved it. But uh, Mountain Fresh Rainier, naturally brewed, and it's you know this is the same thing. Like I don't know of anywhere east of the Mississippi that, that no. you can get your hands on this. I haven't seen it for sale anywhere. Yeah, no. no. So maybe this is uh, that genre. I just know where it's a know unicorn. Where you, where you buy crack vials from? Yeah. That's a pretty nice vibe. <laughs> that's probably. I wonder like if that. that's readily available. Oh, there's a lot of meth in, in that trout region. That might be a Joanne's thing. Arts and crafts. You they've got a lot of weird. Well, they do use it for bugs too. Yeah. They'll put the bugs in there. Yeah. See, the so problem is though, I feel kind of tie. Jim, who's your vile guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'd feel uncomfortable taking that out fishing with me because my dumbass would fall on it. And then I'd have oh, glass yeah, shards sure. and flies stuck, <laughs> stuck all ass. over. Yeah. yeah, tore your waders. Well, I already have a tear. They're going oh. back to Sims. Monday. They are nice flies, though. Nice. Yes, My by ass Sims. Is too big. <laughs> <laughs> College days are behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what else we got on anybody's list? Anything? Anything? I did not take show notes. So. Well, I know that you can entertain us with a little uh, oh, trout fishing story yourself. Did sure. you trout fish uh, oh, recently? Yeah, yeah I, I had the uh, the astute pleasure to be a good younger brother and help a uh, <laughs> older sister move. Uh-huh. And being the fact that I have a pickup truck and she has a bunch of stuff that she needed moved, I got the opportunity to go up and spend some time at my uh, family's cabin in North Carolina. Uh, just outside of Bryson City, and uh, got up there early and uh, left here at like 5 o'clock in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, but uh, got to fish a little bit in the afternoon. The first day I got up there was a little bit handicapped. Uh, We didn't leave any flies or anything up, so I had to make do with my grandfather's old uh, <laughs> fly selection. Okay, okay. Mark's laughing because he knows exactly what's going on in this story. Uh, so I, only dry flies, and a majority of them are massive because most of them were tied by my grandfather. And uh, it was a, a tough, tough bite to match the hatch, but I ended up pulling out one, uh, one small brook trout on a dry fly. Um, and then ended up having to do family stuff the next couple of days. But the last day I got the opportunity to fish with my dad a little bit. And we got to swing by, uh, Tuck fly shop right there in Bryson city, uh, Tuckasegee. Tuckasegee. Yep. 
The good folks there always hook us up. I mean, every time we go in there, they their bug selection is always on point, and you know, we just we're honest with them. Look, <laughs> we're not up here enough to know what the hell's flying around and what's floating in the and rivers. If you, and if you told me what bugs were going, I don't know what flies nope. match that. Yeah. Just can nope. you? Just, yeah. Here's this cup. Put a few of what works in there. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's what I always like to walk in and say is, hey man, I'm from Florida. I'm up here to you know go trout fishing a couple of days. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, and they usually walk out from the behind the little kiosk there and then walk straight <laughs> to the fly box and they pick up things. The problem is they'll pick up like four different dry flies and then they'll move to nymphs. And so now I have to go back and figure out which dry flies they actually picked up and in what sizes because I mean right. half size too big. And that trout's just going to sit there and look at Be it. Like, uh, yeah. But we ended up getting the right size and patterns. And uh, my my dad and I got to go out and spend a little time on the river together. And we both. Were you guys uh, throwing a little dry dropper rig or what? No. we. I think we both tied on just straight dries. Oh. We'll tip of those, a little tip of the cap to Grandpa, huh? One of those snobby guys that I'd much rather fish just a straight dry. Okay. So with, with the dry... It's just like if you were fishing conventional stuff for bass or a gurgler or a popper mm-hmm. on the fly. Mm-hmm. It's that top water. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, purist. No, it's not. It's no. not about whether you're a snobby it's, purist elitist. It's you like to fish. see the fucking right. eat. Yeah. Exactly. That's what makes sight yeah. fishing down here. Mm-hmm. I like to see the eat. I can give a shit less yeah. about the fight. I want. Right. The, I want to see the fucking the eat. Yeah. Or yep. the suction. Yeah. Slurp of the trout. That was one of the things, too, that the first day when I was having a tough time was, I mean, there was a hatch going, a little hatch going on. I mean, it wasn't like there was mouths coming up mm-hmm. all over the place, but I could sit there and there's You'd see one, risers. one bend and, and every time there's always fish it's there and I could just sit there and In watch. the riffle, on the, on the seam, it's in the bubble really, line. It's an interesting... Interesting pocket because it's <laughs> sorry, Mark. It's pocket. up up in the the, the smaller mm-hmm. water because I, uh-huh. I was fishing the upper Nantahala. In case anybody's wondering, I'm I've... gonna hot spot it. Um, whatever. Good whitewater river. Yeah, yeah, but you get up north or up river. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I always. I don't say, know how it works. Yeah, it, sounds it, good it might be south for all I know. Upstream. Yeah, up up river of the. Uh, power plant there and then there's a big bend and a, a big boulder that ended up falling that's majority of it's out of the water but right next to the boulder is really deep deep pocket and then on the other side of that there's some shallower water but it's always crystal clear time out he just reminded me okay <laughs> before <laughs> thank god ten so, nine eight okay through these limestone canyons and uh-huh. there's boulders and shit all in the water and on the sides i say to the guide any rocks ever fallen on people floating by yeah not to my knowledge get to camp what happened to the gear raft <laughs> no shit <laughs> no how do you forget that <laughs> you know details <laughs> yeah not a, not a big chunk, but I mean, 
It's a big fucking was, rock. Was was the gear raft an inflatable? Because in ours it yes. wasn't inflatable. Mm-hmm. Did it, it was. Did it puncture or would did no? It, because like, there was so much the guy, shit piled or? up in there. It just hit the shit it that just was hit on the it. Shit and oh. dented. Uh, kind of like one of pickup truck toolboxes. Okay. Yeah. So wow. I don't think I'll ever be invited back. Based off of that, <laughs> you just don't ask those no, questions, Mark. No, Mark's clairvoyant. He asked the question right before it happens. Right. Uh, that's like walking into Central Florida and saying, "Does anyone ever get struck by lightning?" Right. You know. You guys ever have hurricanes around here? So yeah, it was him saying Boulder in the middle, and I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, I remember that." <laughs> Speaking of which, what was the what was the tropical storm Elsa. short Elsa, Elsa. that? Was so weird to me. Overhyped. No, underhyped. Like, like I felt like there was no lead up. There was no like panic shopping. Everybody was just like, eh. So there's a tropical storm down around you know Dominican Republic and and Haiti. Here it comes. Like nobody. Like they. Well, it's COVID Delta. Now yeah, that they're all focused on. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Because like disasters. normally, it's like all of a sudden oh, there's yeah. like people fucking wrapped around the gas station, mm-hmm. sucking it fucking well, dry. There's no water on the shelves, and it was just like normal, rat- easy peasy every fucking day. Yeah. Nobody gave a on shit. On the west coast, the yeah, news the people coast, were like making bad. it sound like it was the end of the world. Uh, all my all my west coast friends were freaking out oh. because they were really hyping it up. Yeah. Oh, see over oh, yeah. okay. They were they were thinking it was danger zone. I just know all the. Like, frozen hurricane memes were pretty good. Bad. Yeah. And they no. were like joking. My dad no. said it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It All didn't right. look that well, bad. Well, from over here, rain. you know, it, it didn't seem like. It was a normal afternoon. Okay. So Boulder. Yeah. Oh, it just, that was really the end of the story there. Oh. Um, I got to fish with my dad. We both caught really nice uh, brook trout. Uh, I got the opportunity to catch one in front of him. Stop, get out, walk up to him, tell him exactly how I did it, and then sit there and as I'm cracking his beer on cast number like two, after I told him exactly how to do it, he hooks into a nice one and so oh, sweet. We got to share that together. That That's fucking cool. awesome. Yeah. 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 But you drank his beer? No. That's <laughs> what you said. That's what you I, just said. You I got to crack beer. a beer. Okay. Okay. You did said I say his? Yeah. yeah. yeah I, was like, his oh. I was like I was like, wow. <laughs> No. Dad, go over there and fish. No. It's a diversion. I'm stealing your beer. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. I had all the beer. He okay. didn't want one. I offered, but. So what was your Crick beer? Oh, I think the one that I cracked was a local IPA, but it was a local IPA tall boy. And, you know, uh, the other ones in the back were miscellaneous. I had a couple, like, uh, Yingling Light cans and then i tried not to take them but i had to uh we had a couple mick ultra bottles okay just because i didn't want to bring you glass wanted to stay on hydrated me. right well yeah. yeah and well i didn't want to bring glass and then fall because like i said i'll fall and break it and end up with glass shards in me because i i i'm cheap and young and say oh yeah fuck That's... it all wet weight in my uh, sandals. Yeah. Right. That's why Mark stayed down here and Billy Goat Ben was hopping rocks. And I actually <laughs> just read a news story talking about, um, you know, cheap beer. You said stay hydrated. 
There was a gentleman, it was either Oklahoma or somewhere in Texas, had gone out on a four-wheeler in just recent days to find a cow and a calf that he thought had gotten out of the pasture. Mm -hmm. And while he was out to round up these two head of cows, he rolled the four-wheeler. Uh-oh. And it landed on top of him. They couldn't get it off? Couldn't get it off of him. He survived because in his jacket pocket, (laughs) he had a couple of bottled waters and a couple of Keystone lights. (laughs) (laughs) And to quote him, he was able to stay hydrated with that Keystone. And nice. Like I think he was like out there for like forty eight hours before like family actually finally found. They knew he was missing. They were yeah. looking for him, yeah. but he survived on on a couple of bottles of water and some Keystone Light. My man, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Always take if, your survival journey. If Keystone I was stage. Keystone, I would be like, dude. At least for the next two years, just as much as you want. Yeah, it's all on Let's us. Make Wait. a huge to do yeah. of it. Was he named Keith Stone? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, that goes right along with the good jokes about, you know, Coors Light and Keystone Light just being water. That yep. guy mm-hmm. put it to the test. Amen. Yep. So. Um, we need to take these to the ditches and go after oh, I think Tiny Tarpon on these mop oh, they'll plots. smash it. Yeah. I, uh, I did get out last week with uh, Tanner on the lagoon. Mm-hmm. Um, good news is we did not encounter any... Uh, Gill nets. Oh, that's good. Um, what about manatees? I don't think we saw a manatee the whole time we Where were Where have out they there. gone? I don't know. I haven't They're seen dying. very many they, of they've, them. They've rip. died of starvation. They, even by me, Finally. by the power plant. No, I saw one yesterday. I've um, seen a couple in the river. In New Smyrna. No. Uh, um, but uh, I haven't seen no. I haven't seen a lot. So I don't know. Good maybe rinse. Maybe there's a... Uh, it's evolution. They've a witness protection the program. They're moving them, you know. They in, went back to West Indies. So about time. <laughs> the uh, the redfish bite was uh, continues to be tough for me. Um, I Apparently, I've heard a couple of reports that it was good this weekend. I've heard it's been good down south. Has it? Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, we were fishing north, and I mean we were seeing fish, but. There's a difference between seeing fish and having shots. Yep. So how's the water? Uh it's holding on, it's trying, it's digging and clawing. Uh you know, you'll go through areas where if there's a lot of mullet around, you know, it's pretty turbid. Mm-hmm. Um if you get, you know, out of those you can find some decently clear water. Right. Uh, just not seeing a ton of fish. Um but uh they're out there. I I just haven't been able to close the deal. So uh yeah. It is what it is. Um, I still think uh, there's probably some false albies yes. um, around off the beach. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to try to get off the beach sometime soon. Yep. But uh, before that's over. And uh, other than that, just. Uh, now, do they have sharp teeth? Like, are you using wire leader, or are you just using? Oh no, no, no! They don't have teeth. Fluoro. Yeah, you don't. You don't have teeth to worry about with the false albies. What am I thinking? Mackerels. Yeah, yeah you're thinking. Mackerels. You're thinking Spanish. kingfish and Spanish. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and they'll, yeah. They'll stretch yeah Spanish. On, yeah. In okay. Spanish, you can get away with, uh, you know, like just heavy, heavy, you know, like hard mason, okay. something like that. And so, what about you, Ben? Any fishing? No, no, no. I've been, I've been on the like canoe grind slash girlfriend grind. Yeah, doing preoccupied Airbnb host. There was some Airbnb hosting. Um, I hope to get good reviews. I think this is going to turn into a full-time thing. So is the canoe action good right now? Because I really hate going back in there. It's just so stifling hot and bugs. and. No, no, no. You mistake me. I'm not canoeing. I'm buying He's, broken canoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He's rebuilding canoes. Rebuilding. He's a canoe restorer. Canoe a store. I was gonna say a, a canoe a sewer. A canoe a I see what you wow. did there. Yeah. You're welcome, wow. Ed. First Benfluencer, uh. now Canoe a sewer. To be fair, Benfluencer fell into my lap and took off like wildfire, and it thrills me to death. We're just adding feathers. It cracks to me up. I ordered stickers from oh. a guy the other day. And on the invoice, he wrote with Sharpie, hashtag Benfluencer, and mailed it with the stickers. And I was like, Justin Menendez, you know what, dude? Pretty cool guy. The um, You know what they call Mark out in Montana, don't you? No. <laughs> I think I fell asleep for that. Nigga. A bad acidor. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do know this. Um, or he's that on the, fucking he's guy. On, he's on the, on the Gerber pro staff. He's a Gerber, baby. Gerber. Um... No, I'm going to plan on getting out this week at some point. The You and I are going to make some modifications in the morning. Yep. That is part of it. I had some very crummy push-pull holders that dry-rotted oh. the shot cord. And, it, like, I couldn't even bring my push-pull up with me today. For to, fear of losing for it. For fear of losing it. Um, mm, that's a shame. You should have so, just done the old uh, truck bed to the... Front passenger it, mirror with a I knew flag on either end. I knew there was a push pull up here. Yeah, it wasn't the end of the world. Okay, but we'll be back in business tomorrow, which will be good. I don't think I've run my boat in about a month. Are you getting new push pull holders, or are you just getting yeah, a new shot? I'm, put, I'm putting new moonlighters on there. Oh, there you go. We're going back to the a good real stuff. push pull company. A real push pull company, not a push rod company, which is the dumbest, stupid thing I've ever read on the internet. New rod holders going to Biscayne Boatworks or whatever, Explore Boats. I don't care. <laughs> Screw you. Um, Sorry, Mark. God the, is good, fucker. Exactly. <laughs> top of the line. Top of the line anodization. Yeah, faded from mercury red to fleshy pink. Um, That's kind of bullying you get in homeschool. <laughs> Look, don't don't take me there. Um, so we're gonna get those on. Bradley's gonna help me on Monday. Do the one thing I forgot to bring with me that I actually need to do for my spring on my hatch lid. And then I'm still trying to track down the sewing machine portion of my problems. Oh, for your uh, yeah, we're yep. sewing on the skiff. So oh, it's arts and crafts. The I've got the tackle web that goes on the back. I need Mm -hmm. to sew a piece of Velcro to the back of the tackle web portion so it doesn't peel off when I stick it. Smart. Um, What about just do like the snaps? 
I thought about it, but yeah, you have to like. Why don't you just use some thread and a needle? Yeah, okay. Yes, but Velcro's thick. Plus, the the Velcro's not too bad. It's the tackle web stuff. It's like doubled up webbing like that. I don't want to like have to push that through. It's like thirty two inches by fifteen. Fifty two. A lot. Maybe. <laughs> um, JB Weld. Mm-hmm. I flex, do flex seal. Flex seal. There we it. go. Um, It'll never come off. No, Mm-mm. it won't. Won't sink either. Um, I was going somewhere with all this crap. I don't remember. We've why? Why it. you haven't been out fishing? Right. Yeah. No. This is full of excuses. But the now I can have a push pole that works again. And then as soon as Mr. Floyd gets some new stiffies into the shop, I think I'm going to do a little upgrading. Oh. You gonna have him paint it? No. Hybrid. Yeah, just a yeah. hybrid. I don't. The guide I don't like because it's got that like 400 grit sandpaper. See, I like that. It. You do? So I do. Grab on. Yeah, when it I gets do. wet. You can. Yeah. Yeah. I get it, but it it's like twice as much. It's like 1400. Yeah. Here's wait, yeah. why. Why are you going with stiffy? Why don't you go I like, like an MHX or? I have an MHX currently, and you don't it's like bullshit. it. Bullshit. Really. It's it's three pieces. It started out you you know you do the epoxy, you put all the pieces in. Did you put it together right? I put it together right, <laughs> flat, properly. It didn't hold get water in it for several months, and then now the sand spike has a gap in it somewhere, and it just fills up with water. So then you like pick it up, and it sounds like a rain stick. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you need a gumbo. I mean, a guava foot. That's why. <laughs> a gumbo foot. The woo. My lovely roommate has acquired a push pole without a mud foot on it from a brain dead stoned hippie, and he's like, "I'm gonna put a guava foot on it." And I just looked at him and said, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." Good for you. You know, I heard in Louisiana they used just uh, the little stalactites from uh, cypress trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? They just take one of those. And those are called cypress knees. Cypress knees. Yeah. That's correct. Gumbo. gumbo. Or gumbo. <laughs> gumbo Zydeco is a name. We could close out to that. There is a band. Zydeco? You want to close out to Zydeco? It's called oh, Gumbo no. Zydeco. Wait, Ben's and giving us band advice? Hold up. This is, so this is a funny story. So my dad used to travel a lot, and he came back from, he was in Louisiana somewhere, and he came back with a CD. So this is this will date it a little bit. Comes back with a CD and, the, and a story to tell about they're in this restaurant, in this band. He's like, here's the funniest thing. He's like, it's a bunch of Cajun rednecks. He goes, and they got this, like, 12-year-old boy. He's like, he might even be 10, and he's got a washboard tied around his neck and he's just sitting there with spoons running up it singing oh when the saints come marching in and this and dad's like losing it telling the story so he puts in this cd and he's like dying the song was funny the kid's like oh when the saints he's like a super strong accent so then it jumps to the next song this is a this is another pam picket mortification story where it says something about she ain't nothing but a cooyon, 
and they ain't got any shoes on. And then it starts getting really inappropriate really quick. And Dad was so enamored with the 10-year-old kid singing this, he never caught attention to any of the lyrics. And I'm going to have to find the CD now. But it's... uh. It's like, Kevin, I can't believe you bought this CD. They're talking about sex and all this stuff. You gotta, this is bad. Super funny. Hmm. Well, I don't even know what I a kuyan is. So it's it's a probably Cajun, Cajun slang for slang a, for ghetto woman of the light. night. Idiot. You say, hey, kuyan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good one. Right. Uh, it's clearer than mud for me now. Exactly. All right. Dustin oh, Schwest. We should ask the carpetbaggers. They probably know. Mm-hmm. They probably get hurt called that all the time. Probably. But they don't know what it means. They're not from there. Hmm. Dickhead bastard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Coolion. Coolion. Coward. Hmm. It just means what you want it to mean. All right. So um, I think we're getting pretty near the end of our uh, <laughs> entertainment value for the evening. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, a couple of upcoming things to plant the seed. The dinghy derby this year, of course, will start with the thingy before the dinghy on October 1st, Friday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we're going to do the raffle and basically have a big kind of happy hour. We are looking to have vendors set up booths. Um, if you're a shop, an artist, a manufacturer, and you want to, uh, be involved in raising money for Marine Discovery along with us this year, please reach out, let us know. Uh, we'll be selling spots. Um, the proceeds for which go directly 100% to conservation efforts here in Mosquito Lagoon and the North Indian River Lagoon. Um, we already have commitments from Yeti that uh, they're going to be supplying us uh, good gear just like they have the first two years for the raffle. Um, one thing that we've been kicking around, and I think it's a pretty darn awesome idea is uh, setting up a booth that will be, for lack of a better name, Carl's Dusty to Crusty yeah. booth. Yep. Um, if you don't have uh, cash to donate, but you do open your closet and you find an older rod that's still serviceable that mm-hmm. um, somebody else might be able to use, an old reel, a couple of boxes of fly line that you bought that were on sale that you never ended up using, anything like that that you want to donate to the cause, um, Carl will be holding dominion over this booth. Basically, yard sale prices on donated fly fishing gear and 100% of the proceeds that are raised from that will go to MDC. So... Uh, Anybody that's listening, go check the closet. If you have some uh, fly fishing goods, Carl's yard sale at the thingy before the dinghy would be awesome. Um, I would love to see Carl negotiating with folks, um, Mm -hmm. negotiating up 
to uh, maximize your donation yep. but still get you a good deal. And uh, also, like I said, if you're an artist uh, or a manufacturer, anybody that wants to have a booth, let us know. We'll be doing that on Friday night. And uh, it's kind of exciting. I think we're going to uh, really put on a hell of a hell of an event for the third year. I think so. Travis. Luther. Uh-huh. Those rod holders are pretty damn sweet. That's why I shared <laughs> that on our Instagram yes. feed. Um, Tra- I've actually talked to Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis is down. He's going to do a booth. Yeah. Um, you know, and every time we share something for him, man, he's always like very appreciative. Always sends a, a message mm-hmm. and says thanks for supporting him. The painting that he did last yeah. year was incredible. Yeah. Um, Paul Puckett, you know, donated the the signed uh, number edition prints. Um, yeah. We had uh, oh, Eric. Eric Estrada uh, came up. Fender Point now. Um, We're also welcoming uh, anybody that has a skiff that they want to display. The you know you can get in touch with us. We'll let you know what the minimum donation is to secure a spot if you want to display or demo your skiff uh, at the event. Last year we had Drake Boat Works as well as Floyd Skiffs uh, participated and donated money to. MDC to do so. So uh, every year it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, there's one big component of the thingy before the dinghy that's still being worked on that if it comes to fruition, I think it's going to make this year next level. Uh, can't talk any further about it simply because I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, um, we're working our tails off behind the scenes um, to to make this a fun event, uh, a community event. We've got uh, you know what two and a half, three months mm-hmm. before it happens. Uh, we're looking at trying to make sure that there is some good food available, so you'll be able to come eat dinner there. Um, the money that's raised from, you know, selling the food is also going to go towards the donation, uh, to MDC last year. We raised what, just a little over 12,000 bucks. And, uh, we're hoping to do that again. Uh, I know Ben Sittig has, uh, told me that he's also going to do what he did last year with, uh, raffling off, uh, or auctioning off, uh, a trip with him. Yeah. Um, I know that the winner of that from last year should be pretty close, I think, to doing that trip with Ben here in the next week or two. Um, So I'm going to be excited to hear how that goes. Um, Any local guides that want to donate half-day, full-day charter, uh, we'll put those in the raffle as well. So uh, plenty of opportunities to get the fuck off the sidelines (laughs) and uh, do some stuff. That's going to benefit via boots on the ground, actual work, actual education, actual stuff that matters. So, uh, I mean, I shared it to my social media. Does that count? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about getting the word out. Uh So, uh, with, with that, that's all I've got to shill about. Uh, again, thank you for the mail barge. Um, it was awesome tonight. 
and uh, we are going to get all this beer into the fridge, chilled down, and we're definitely looking forward to trying it. So uh, with that, Ben, you got anything, any last words of wisdom? Nah, man. Jameson? Execute Order 66. All right. That should have been my line, but I'm proud of you for actually remembering it. Uh, my <laughs> words of wisdom would be, if you're listening to this... Eat dessert first. Eat dessert first, and if it's one in the morning, don't fall asleep. <laughs> Keep it between the ditches. Or the navigational buoys, you might be on a trawler. <laughs> Wasn't, isn't that a Jimmy Buffett? I think he does say that. It lyric? Is a, I think it is a Jimmy Buffett lyric. I think it is, too. I'm not a Buffett guy, but I heard it You're somewhere. Not Have you ever been to a Jimmy Buffett concert? No. Ugh. You say it with disdain. So, yeah, it such like, like something no. to be proud of, to say no about. What did Jimmy ever do to you? Uh, well. He probably wait. couldn't listen to his music. We probably weren't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there was some Jimmy Buffett. I don't. I, this is going to ruffle parrot feathers. I don't necessarily like his sound all that much. He's not my favorite. I didn't say, do you listen to Jimmy Buffett? I said, have you been to a Jimmy Buffett show? There's a big difference. Yeah. Okay. I have not. Okay. Do I need to Smoke, add it to my list? Smoking you, a bowl you, out of a conch shell. You should definitely, <laughs> if you have the opportunity, <laughs> go to a Jimmy show. Okay. Um, add it to my list. It's, it's a hell of a lot of fun, and you might surprise yourself. You might know more Jimmy's tunes than you really think that yeah. you do, even okay. though you don't like them. Um, Jameson, you been to a Jimmy show? I've never been, but I've always wanted to. Yeah. And uh, my most recent trip to the Keys has confirmed that. We went to uh, one of his more famous bars that he's played at, and it looks like an absolute bang-out riot. Yeah, so. it's a lot of fun. I've been to a bunch of them. Mark? No. No? Haven't had the opportunity. Seen videos. Yeah, it's not. It's it's. Uh, it's the atmosphere. It's, it's the experience. atmosphere. It's yeah. the experience. Yeah. So, uh, as the old guy at the end of the table, I'll tell you, they're fun. One fun show to go to. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess we've uh, beat it around the bush as many times as we can. Yeah. We know Mark needs to work on his mending. <laughs> we know idiot. that. Uh, <laughs> Mended. You better keep your eye on your beer if you're with Jameson because he'll drink it. Yep. Ben's going to fall asleep <laughs> if he gets the opportunity. It's going to happen. And I'm just still going to be the asshole. So uh, don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think with that, we are going to take the opportunity to uh, slide off into the sunset, as it were. Thanks for joining us for episode 66. We'll see you on the next one. It's been Taylor Trash Fly Fishing from Oak Hill here on the Space Coast in Florida where hurricanes sometimes get hyped. Sometimes they don't. I don't know. Omaha. Omaha.